Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Julie. Hi, Hi Phil. Phil. How are you both? Okay, it's been a bit of a strange week. But it, uh, right. oh, yes, yeah. So give us, tell us about that, Julie. Tell us about your strange week. Well, it just feels very emotional and I feel quite sad somehow, yes, really. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of a, an unexplained sadness that seems to be in the air at the moment. So, um, Tuning into the collective consciousness, Julie, do you think there? Yes, I yeah, think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Definitely. How have you been, Glenn? Uh, for me, um, I've just been depleted of, of energy, feeling very tired a lot, and having to, uh, what's the word, um, multitask quite a lot and juggle a lot of things and things in my life, basically, and I've just been aware of that. And I think next week I'm going to start and... Uh, manage my time a bit more efficiently so that I can get these breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a few planetary planetary happenings at the minute, isn't there? So we've just had the new moon, moon we've got yeah. the eclipse coming up. Um I think we've got an a retro I've got a retrograde coming up as well. Yeah, next so, week I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lovely. Okay. So this episode fantastic. I'm so excited to hear all about uh this topic yeah. so we have a feng shui specialist with us uh based in chesterfield serving the east midlands and the yorkshire 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 dales in in the uk um this person this special person has been a feng shui consultant for over 20 years um accredited with the feng shui society in the uk as well um so please welcome Carol Hessian. Welcome, Carol. Welcome, Carol. <laughs> Thank you. Good to speak to you all. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. Thank you for joining us. It's, it is our pleasure. It is. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I know that you, I think you, you know, Julie, you, you, are you friends? You're we close friends. friends, aren't you? Yes, we are. Good. That's actually how I met Julie. Oh, Doing right. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, lovely. So, Carol, you're giving us some valuable information this evening on this on this episode regarding Feng Shui. But I think oh. what what it, what would be nice is to get to know you a little bit more first, um, and hear about your beginnings, how you came into um, looking at Feng Shui and um, your own spiritual path. Definitely. Oh, my own spiritual path, right. Um, I suppose it goes really back to being a teenager. I was always searching. I always seemed to be searching for something and I didn't really know what. Um, I did try the 
religious side of things, but that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and it wasn't until a lot later on in life that I literally came across feng shui by accident because it wasn't something that was in my environment at all in Derbyshire. So uh, it was 1991. I was out in Derbyshire, went in a bookshop, found a book on feng shui, just came across it accidentally. Um, I read it and I thought, I'd really like to get into this. How do I do that? The following week, I came across somebody, my beautician actually, and told her about this book I'd read. She said she'd just been on a course. Oh. And I said, what are the chances of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, it was a course in Buxton that I attended in Derbyshire that was right on my doorstep. And everybody else who attended the course were from different countries. So I was just so lucky with everything. It seemed to find me at the right time, or I found it, I don't know which. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Um, And from then on, I went on a weekend course, and I obviously still didn't really understand it, but it really fired me up. I need to know more, I need to know more. Yeah. So I signed up for the full course, and here I am. 20 years later or over 20 years later now wow fantastic yeah Yeah. i must i must apologize straight away i'm going to apologize because i pronounced it feng shui and i've just heard you pronounce it feng shui so i apologize for that um straight away am i right in thinking that those two words mean wind and water uh yes that's correct right okay Uh, Wind and water is how energy moves and everything moves on the wind and on the water. Yeah. Mm. Powerful. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. There's also different elements as well, isn't there? You know, metal, you know, earth. Um, Mm. The principles in feng shui use uh, the principles in nature, really, and it's getting a balance of those elements of fire, wood, water, energy, uh, earth, um, and metal. So they're the five elements that Mm. the feng shui principles use. So they are the same five elements that you would use in Qigong as well, actually, then. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, that's fascinating. And again, in Chinese medicine as well, because feng shui is part of a a whole philosophy, uh, Chinese philosophy, the Tao, Taoism, Taoism. Yeah. Uh, yes, and so yeah. that incorporates meditation, teaching, which is a book of divination, um, advice on changes and things, traditional Chinese medicine and Tai Chi. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All linked, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I will take us back in a second. But I was just going to say, um, Tao, is that Asian culture? That It is Asian culture, Tao, isn't it? And it means the West. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, Chinese. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Can it's, you take... It's called the way. Yes. So it's, it's a spiritual path, the way. Yeah. Mm. Oh, lovely. 
Carol, can you take us back, please, um, to to what feng shui is and the, the and the the origins of feng shui? Um, feng shui is it's a Chinese science and art of analysing and influencing mm-hmm. the interactions between people, buildings and the environment in order to enhance the quality of life for the people. Uh, and it's based on qi, which is energy. Energy, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Energy is present in everything. So even That's if it's right. a big lump of stone, that's vibrating at a frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm. Before you got into, um, on this path, what was your um, career before, Carol? Do you want to just mention where your line of work was? Um, I was working in Royal Mail as a trainer. I used to, take classes of people <laughs> to train them. So I used to be traveling in the Northeast region. Um, so that was really... It's quite fast-paced, wasn't it? To actually looking at behaviors, looking at my behavior, you know, because you, you would be giving training for behaviors and things as well. So <coughs> that was really interesting for me because... I think you get into things because you you want to learn for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think I wanted to learn for myself how to improve my life. Um, and the same thing with the feng shui, how I could improve my life. Yeah. And that's on a physical level, an emotional, a mental and a spiritual level. Mm. That's the same for me, actually, there, Carol. Um I work for a training company. I'm an internal quality assurer for um, a training company, a national training company. So I feel the same as you there, that looking looking at things for myself as well and, and that self-development, really. Yeah, that's good. I think, I think we've always got a, um, a need to grow and I suppose obviously create more. But if you're not growing, you're not, satisfied i don't suppose are you you're no. not creating are you if you're sort of still you know that's correct yeah, yeah. And, and mine has come a lot for my internal growth because i think that's what i really needed at the time and feng shui um got me into so many different areas it was a bit like you learned one thing and it led to something else for you to learn. And so it became like an upside down triangle. The more you learn, the more you needed to. Yeah. I should imagine as well that you would have had to have cleared your energy before engaging in the practice of this. Oh, absolutely. Well. I'll, I'll give you a, an idea of that. When, when I was training in my full-time job at work, Sometimes, I don't know if you find this, but you find that you don't get a lunch hour because no. people are asking questions. Yeah. 
So yeah. I used to have a bag of Skittles or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to say that's what that's what I've done today. <laughs> a, bag, a bag of Skittles. Well, I'll tell you, on that two-day introductory course into feng shui, I think these people who were attended other than myself were a bit further down the line to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sat down with them at lunchtime eating my skittles. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted one. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, one of the one of the first things you had to do was to um correct your own energy. And part of that is the energy you take in, in nutrients. Yes. In oh, okay. all the different types of food. And how we did that was was literally following like an Ayurvedic diet. Which is Indian in actual fact. Can but you tell us a little bit about that incorporates the energy of the food that you're yeah. eating? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about an Ayurvedic diet? Can you tell us what that diet consisted of that you had to follow? Um well, it depends on the individual. You actually answer um, lots of questions and to find out your type. body type, yeah. which mine at the time, uh, you've got a choice between Vata, and you can be a bit of the others as well, uh, different combinations, but it's Vata, Pitta, Kapha. Um, I was Vata which was somebody with a nervous, anxious energy. It was cold extremities. It was everything that was bad, really. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. So, so I had to um, start eating foods that would settle my energy, which was the heavier foods, you know, things like warming heavier foods, winter foods, if you can think of things like that. Yeah, so yeah. a bitter person would more or less... Like grounding, be, isn't it? Grounding foods. Like potatoes like root, and things yeah. like that. Root vegetables, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's a bit of analysing what your current state of being is because obviously it, it can change down the line and you can balance that out with the food and you learn what sorts of food aggravated you yeah. and what sorts of food pacified you. So would you say that you would uh, use a food diary to keep a journal of this? No, not at all, no. I just, I just got the gist of what I needed to eat and then I started eating three meals a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whereas at the time it was, you know, eat when I could and sometimes... If you were travelling, it was at night when you got home and you'd had a full day and sometimes you'd just get something really quick. Like fast food yeah. sort of thing, yeah. Not fast food, because I never ordered food. Um, I always made my own, but it, it was, in general, very quick. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't... I wasn't probably living the healthiest way at the time. <laughs> But it taught me how I needed to be because obviously if you're going to help the people then you've got to be in some form of balance mm. in your yeah. own energy. Yeah. Well, I've known you for a few years now, Carolyn. Your energy's definitely changed since I've known you. 
you know. Yeah. Yeah, we've done some sessions <laughs> together as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's been a few years now. Yeah, we've, known each other. we've done some energy sessions and, you know, you've done a consultation for me as well and you worked out my my numbers, my three numbers. Can you talk a little bit about the numbers? Because you worked out I was a 288. Can you explain what those numbers mean, Carol? Right. Um, we're talking probably about the all links with the Bagworth, the five elements, so, one to nine numbers, the one is water energy, the two, five and eight is an earth, are earth energies, the three and four are wood energies, the seven and eight are metal energies, and the nine is the fire energy. So, you are earth, earth, earth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, very solid person. Uh, the two energy is uh, nurturing energy. It's the energy of Mother Earth. So they all go with a family member apart from the five energy. Uh, the two energy is the energy of Mother Earth, the nurturing. It can be a controlling energy as well. Um, and that can be positive or negative. Yeah. But it's as a mother as a mother does. So all the correct characteristics you think of as a mother, somebody who cares deeply, um, who's very practical, who's very nurturing and looks after people. And I think that's what you do. Thank you. <laughs> the eight energies are also earth energies if you think of a mountain yeah. um, the mountain is hard on the outside so like a little cave and it's a it's a quiet sort of energy but a very competitive <laughs> and determined energy yeah <laughs> mm, spot on <clears throat> that's fascinating yeah, so, um and it's Two eights, it's didn't so I? Very fascinating. See, I'm a, I'm a three five three, which is three energy is about springtime. Each of those energies you relate to a season as well. So my energies are spring energies, early spring. Uh, so it's an energy of growth. It's an energy of they call it thunder. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so thunder can crack and then just dissipate. But <laughs> the crack can be a big effect, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's very fascinating. How, how do you work those numbers out? How could we, like for myself and Glenn, how could, how could we work our numbers out? Um, you work your numbers out from adding the year of birth. Okay. okay. This, this is sort of in general. Yeah. Add in the year of birth, it, I'll just calculate that for the year of birth because the first number, we all have three numbers, the first number is the characteristics, the inner self, the, the real you. The second number is your emotional number 
how you are emotionally. Your third number is how you are with people who don't yet know you. And each of those numbers react with each other. And this is based on the energy of the time, the year you were actually born. But don't forget, this takes into account nurture and nature. Mm -hmm. So it also depends on your upbringing, how your characteristics would be. Yeah, the conditioning mm -hmm. that you've had and the tra yeah. and tra trauma, I'm sure, would be Come a factor in there. A factor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so something could have gone skewed, um, but those sort of things. I think it's like myself. <gasps> I always wondered why I was like I was, because um, a three energy can be an energy that gets frustrated quickly and anger to, uh, frustration turns to anger. And so I did wonder why I was so impatient so frustrated <laughs> and then you just learn how to temper those energies once you know what your characteristics are you can either ease yourself into them or temper them if they're more having more devastational effects <laughs> yeah being aware isn't it and having perception about yourself and how you you perceive by others yourself um, it's all about having self-awareness mm. of your effects on others, um, of who you are really, and allowing yourself to be that. Embracing the shadow side, I should imagine, yeah, as well, yeah. mm. doing that. Yeah. Well, it's embracing it, but if you've got the need to, or if, I mean, you can change it if you want to, it, yeah. or want to do that, or temper it if you want to do it, it's your choice. But yeah. We've all got positive and negative, yin and yang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Balance. You can't have one without the other, can you? No. Absolutely. I found it fascinating, you know, from those numbers there. It was really, really accurate. So you add the year together. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay, yes. sorry. You add the years, the numbers of the years. Uh, so total those together. Yeah. If you're still with two numbers... Add the two numbers together. Yep. And uh, take that away from 11. And um, what number are you left with? Yeah. Right. Interesting. Have you done that for yourself? I th uh, yes. I think we should. Have we got the same, Glenn? Because we're the same year, same year, aren't we? 1976. We are, so, yes. So did yeah. he. Uh, th six, I think. <laughs> so are you, you all two energies? <laughs> Um, oh. I don't know, am I? 1976. 1976. Do we have anything You said else? you were 288, did you, Julie? That's correct, yeah. I'm in 1971. 1971. So yeah. one of you is 1976. Me and, both me and Glenn are 
mother there with Julie and you two are father energies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> energies of authority like to be in control. Um, energies that take care of other people. Mm. Don't mm. like to be made a fool of. No. Yeah. Have high values. Um, don't like criticism. No. <laughs> in general that's a six energy <laughs> if you think of the father if you think of the father characteristics in a typical family uh that's what the father would be mm-hmm. that's very accurate yeah i'm quite surprised yeah. with that <laughs> thank you <laughs> and my mother energy i interpret it um as a mother a mother for lots of people and connected with lots of people and helping people from my nurturing side. From yeah, the, yeah, lots of nurturing, lots of caring, lots of help, helpful energies, very practical energies, which you definitely are. Yeah. You're very practical. You wouldn't be able to do all the things that you do if you weren't so practical. <laughs> no. um. Amazing. That was really interesting. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Six energy. Yeah. Now, talking about using it in the home, um, is there a, there's like a map, isn't there, that you can use in your home, Carol, with the different elements and different corners like study and family? Because um, you did a, a consultation for me, didn't you? And you drew an actual um, map. Is that the right word to use? Mm. Or a floor plan? There are... There are a couple of styles of feng shui, and I'll just explain. Initially, feng shui started with landform. Landform is the house you would perfectly like to have would be with mountains at the back, which represents protection uh, from the right hand side it would be the from the east and that would be mountains protecting you from the cold easterly winds and then from the west it would be having the warmer winds and breezes coming over soft hills and then at the front lower down steps down there would be a road typically um, where we live these days, uh, or a river for trade, for communicating, for travelling. So that would be the, and you would be in the middle of those. Yeah. So if we're in a in a street, then typically what we want to see in the surrounding areas are something that would represent these elements in our environment in our surroundings of our home so that would be the first so that's in the mountainous regions in china where it all originated yeah Mm -hmm. and then there's the plateaus the plains of china as well so obviously they couldn't use that because the ground was all flat for miles so they used the energies coming from the different di- directions. Yeah. 
So different energies coming from the different directions. Uh, from the north, it's a quiet energy. It's a, probably like um, you relate it to winter. Yeah, I was just going to say a cold energy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. cold energy. In the south, you would relate it to a hotter energy, a more active energy. So you wouldn't necessarily want to put your bed or your head pointing south because that's too active an energy to get restful sleep. Yeah. Um, so those are the two. Those are two different styles, and there's also what's called black hat. Uh, Tibetan monks later on created the black hat method. So it has developed over time. But originally, feng shui was used for locations of grave sites. Right. Wow. Mm. Didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Originally, it was used for the dead. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So that wherever they were buried, then that grave site would be protected and wouldn't be affected by floods or things like that. So if it was good enough for the dead, I'm sure it would be even better for the living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can relate to the, the north uh, facing because uh, my front, uh, the house is north facing and the, that part of the house is always cold. So yeah. Even with heating on, it's it's a lot colder than the, the south, obviously, um, the opposite direction. Yeah, um, so you would need to probably use the warmer colours to create some comfort, you know, things that would make you feel warm because energy can come from colours, yeah. it can come from obviously surfaces, like a hard surface, say, on the floor is a hard, colder energy, whereas a carpet is a softer, warmer energy. Yeah. So yeah. those areas would benefit from that, whereas if it's in the south, then you may not necessarily want a carpet on the floor. Because it's warm enough with the south energy. Oh, because if you're getting the sun shining through the windows, it would make that room warm anyway. Yeah. Mm. Gosh, I think. So, it was, sorry, sorry, Karen. No, okay, go to... ahead. No, no, carry on. Yeah, it, and it, it really does just depend where your home is. Everything is on a, in an individual basis. Don't forget, I'm relating when I'm doing these this analyzing. I'm finding out what your energies are. I'm finding out what the energies are in the home. And I I have to uh, give advice on enhancements in different areas of the home, depending on what your priorities are in the different life areas. Those life areas will consist of Quiet contemplation, that's all about self-awareness. That's all about looking after yourself, having self-knowledge on what you need. Because if you can look after yourself, you can be the best with somebody else, say, in your close personal relationship. Mm. 
so each area has a knock-on effect in another area. So, as I said, quiet contemplation. If you know yourself, you know what you need, you know who you are and how you are, and you can take care of your own needs, you can come together in a relationship fairly easily and fairly happy. Mm-hmm. Um, say in helpful friends. Helpful friends is all about having mentors, people who help you in your life, in your business. Uh, they can help you create your good fortune. So that energy is opposite the good fortune energy. The good fortune is about not just about creating wealth or money or it's about creating opportunities it's creating good luck good fortune and it's not just about the money side of things yeah it's abundance in every area of your life really that's what um, yeah. is so um, the, the intention in the three area of the chart that's in the east that's the area of your ancestors of say in our cases our parents so Mm. if you're at peace with your relationship with your parents you're more likely to do better in your own creativity and creativity relates to the future how you're creating your future Mm, interesting so those are opposite so the career and life journey um that's the water area in the north and that's all about where your life is going where you want to go in in this world what you want to do what you want to achieve uh, what sort of work you want to do what sort of hobbies you want to do it's all about your journey through life and the opposite the the opposite across from that is your recognition what what achievements will you be recognized for this is in the south this is about being in in the fire it's about activating your fame being recognized for something achieving something at a high standard so they all relate to each other Mm. and it's bringing about a balance and then in the center that's all about the well-being it's about your mental emotional spiritual and physical health because that's in the middle because everything else around it depends on your health because if you haven't got the health then it's going to be more difficult to achieve the rest Yes. of the yeah. different life areas. Makes we sense. often forget about that as well, don't we, in this and the hectic lifestyles that we lead. That's absolutely the most important. And as we've spoken about earlier, whether you're lost spiritually, whether you've got some sort of emotional problems, whether you have, well, emotional problems usually become physical problems over time anyway. Yeah. Um, 
but it's important to deal with those and to maintain your own health in every area there. Yeah, wise words. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So thinking about beginners, I'm I'm class myself as a as a feng shui beginner. I don't know about I know you're not, are you, Julie? You know. I, I understand that. the concepts yeah. and and have found great benefit. Yeah, um, and I, I do find it very accurate. So thinking about beginners and tips for beginners, do you have any tips for beginners, Carol? Our where would we start? Where would we start in the home? Where would we start in our homes? Um, probably about the flow of energy throughout the home. That's very important because any obstacles within our homes become obstacles within our lives. So it's, it's about... I'll just give you some examples of things I come across um, in businesses even, like the director of the company walking through the door, the door opened only part way because there was boxes of papers stored behind the door. So that was all about clearing the way, clearing the clutter. So yes. you're allowing space and things to happen. I would I would tie that in also with allowing opportunities to enter. Is, am I right? Would I be right yeah. in thinking that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it's opportunities in all sorts of ways. Uh, things start opening up once you release those blockages because that's stagnant energy, and that will always relate to the life area sector that we've mapped out on your home. Uh, I always find that it relates where the problem areas are is usually where there's stagnant energy. Yeah, it needs to flow, doesn't it, to be cleared? Yeah, energy yeah. flows. It doesn't flow in a direct line. That's what's called sha chi. Um, we want energy to flow in a gentle meander. Mm through the home we don't want it going fast everywhere we'd like it to you know just have time to take an effect on the different areas so how would so, how would you slow it down if it was flowing uh, quickly through a house then carol what would you suggest well where it's uh, where it's possible you can place things like plants you know furniture where you could actually you would need to walk around, so you're creating that meander. Uh, we don't want sharp corners to those, so plants and say something soft and round would be more useful. If you have a straight hallway, you could put mirrors on the wall. Don't forget people come in and they always probably slow down when there's a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> to look into it. <laughs> yeah, so that slows the energy. So people just check themselves first and then move forward. Of course. <laughs> um, so things like that, There's. it all depends. So if it's coming through your front door, a lot of the times we can use 
sound which we can use from wind chimes. So it sort of slows the energy down, the direct energy coming in the home. So it just dissipates that energy on a physical level. Because don't forget, it's the energy you see and the energy you don't see. True. Could I ask a question there, Carol? Um, we all work with energy, all three of us do, and um, we're all aware of it, obviously. And um, people take their energy wherever they go. Um, with that in mind, some of the objects and furniture within people's homes, for example, if they, if they bought a second-hand um, cupboard or something like that, that item would contain energy. Maybe not uh, that energy is not wanted within the home, but the object is. Is there anything, any rules or any sort of help you could offer with removing that connected energy to that article? Yeah. Um, the energy of something, say you've bought something secondhand, yeah. you're not necessarily going to know where that's come from. So you will probably give it a good clean yeah um you can place it outside overnight you know you know like you cleanse your crystals you could oh, even in do moonlight, that yeah with it. um but it a, usually a good clean um will help with things like that anyway and then probably a settling energy like putting I suppose it's a bit like, you know, when you go into a home. Yeah. You've bought another house. And what I normally ask clients is, do you know who owned the property before? And what was their reason for actually moving? Yeah. Um, was it a divorce? Was it illness? Was it they've done so well, they're moving up in the world to a bigger house? Yeah. Uh, they've had to move because they're travelling with work. Mm -hmm. uh, there's all sorts of reasons, obviously, for people to be moving. And, you know, is it a good thing? If it's something to do with, you know, maybe people have died in the property, you don't know. Mm. Always. So, but in general, I ask a little bit about if they do know about the previous occupant. Yeah. And that's about doing a space clear. If I feel that they could possibly be influenced by that, or even if the fact that they've been in the house a while and things haven't been right, mm. then that's the time yeah. I could go in and do a space clear of the energy, in but which case you would do the furniture as well. You would do the whole of the walls of the home and, and the furniture as well. Would that involve a, a smudging technique, you know, with such as white sage? And I've also heard, recently heard another technique where you would infuse salt into water to as a cleansing agent as well. Um, yes, because salt, salt absorbs negative energy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. part of... Um, we do use salt in space clearing anyway. Um, we put it on the thresholds of the yeah. entrances to the property. 
so yes I've had friends that have actually done that it's not something that I've actually done but I know people do it and I know that it definitely works soaking up the negative energy because you can see it with the colours that are that the salt ends up being <laughs> but the smudging technique can be done with Yes, the American Indian, Native American Indian yeah. desert sage, white desert sage. You can move energy with sound. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that can be with bells. It can be with drums. So there are different techniques to be doing the space clear anyway. So whether it's a piece of furniture or whether it's the full home. Yeah. And you can cleanse the energy. And uh, from my experience uh, as well, doing the spiritual work, I've, I've noticed when we've done a house clearance with energy, I'm referring <laughs> to, um, yeah, instantly you can feel the difference in the atmosphere that the actual rooms feel a lot bigger and lighter. Yeah. Lighter. Um, the, the people's behavior in the room changes, they're more positive. Uh, they have more of a spring in this step. Even the body language changes with, with those people in the room there. So it's fantastic to see the uh, the blessings of, of your work and how this all comes together. Well, it's an easy an easy way to find out what the energy is. It is, is to go into the corner of a room and clap. And oh, oh. if you... And it's a dull clap, but then if you continue clapping, you can feel it gets lighter and lighter because you're and crisper because you're moving the energy just even by clapping. Wow, that's a wonderful technique. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate yeah. to that. Um, Dawn came over and did um, a sort of, a, I suppose, a space clearance uh, when I first moved into where I am, and she went around that whole of the house clapping. Um, and I, at first I was like, oh, wow, what's what's sort of going on here? But she literally covered the complete house. Yeah. Well, that must have been hard on the hands. <laughs> it was, yeah. And the affirmations as well was going for well on an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah all because the way. once you've cleared the energy of the hands, you want to also put in the energy of what you want from that home. Mm. And it's quite interesting to actually work with clients to do that because of what I normally do if I do a space clear is ask them before I get there to write a wish list because if you've cleared the energy from that home then nature abhors a vacuum and it will fill it with something yeah so why not fill it with what you want what your wishes and mm. your intentions for that home are yeah mm. There's also things about ley lines and um, different points crossing in areas of the house, uh, Carol, or electricity and, you know, other things that you were able to help yeah. with as well. Um, this, this is about probably earth energy, which is what's termed as geopathic stress, geo meaning earth, pathic meaning illness. So... This is about energy from the earth, and that can be, I mean, in the area I live, 
there's been a lot of mining, so the earth has been cut into and damaged. And if you think about miners, when they're cutting through the earth, they're releasing gases, and that's why they took canaries down. So they're releasing gases and changing the frequencies of the earth. And there are things like natural things are underground streams, but this can be where building foundations are. can even be battlegrounds, you know, where there's been um, killings and things like that, yeah. mm -hmm. wars and things. The earth soaks up all of Everything. that mm. horrible energy. So there are different forms of the earth being affected by what we do and obviously by natural means as well. I know the area I trained in was um, Buxton. They suffer from radon gas in Buxton. Right. Oh. There's a lot of quarrying in that area. So the uh, the homes there can suffer from the radon gas. Mm. So with geopathic stress, there are things you can do. And normally, if I'm going to somebody's home, I would always check for geopathic stress because this is something that can affect people's health. Yeah. Over over time, over possibly a long period of time, depending on the heaviness of that energy, the individual's constitution and how long they're being exposed to that energy would be the time period that it would take. And everybody's at, uh, obviously different in that area. So I would always check for geopathic stress. And then I know that they're able to put their feng shui in place, any improvements in place, and they're healthy enough. But another thing I would look at is also electrical fields, Wi-Fi, electrical and magnetic fields, Wi-Fi, radiation. Yeah. And these are in areas, including geopathic stress, normally the areas that we need to check for that are most important is where we sleep at night because that's where our body's rejuvenating. And if these frequencies are affecting us, then again, over time, it can manifest into a affect your mind. immune system because oh, okay. it interrupts your cell renewal with what you go through through sleep. So all of those I would check initially. So at the bed, at the bed areas, and where people sit to relax in the evening. Is there any form of apparatus that you would use in order to, to sense these uh, different energies? I use dowsing rods to find geopathic yeah. stress. So that's literally just walking around the perimeter of the home and checking to see if I can locate any lines of geopathic stress if that's the case then yes i can do a healing for that and that's all just about respecting the earth yeah. and not honoring the earth are, are crystals involved in this um practice as well 
again it's the same same sort of things you can use crystals you can use uh wooden implements branches of trees yeah. you can use um sound you can use anything acupuncture so all those traditional chinese methods of moving energy um can be used so that's that's something that i would actually use but you do need to make sure your energy is okay also to be able to do that yeah mm -hmm. well one of our previous guests on here he runs a sound healing center and um, what we didn't know when we arrived he, he said well when we was building this center we actually did a crystal energy grid into the foundations of the building and it was noticeable by all three yeah. of us because we walked in and it was like walking into um heaven basically it, it wow. was so peaceful uh you felt instant relaxed uh, as soon as you walked through that threshold there uh and then that's when he proceeded to tell us why it was like that yeah under the floor yeah wow. so it, it was another level wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I find that. Uh, you know, my <laughs> I find, Carol, just listening to you talk about that geopathic stress, I find that fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Well, geopathic stress, um, it's something that's more recognised, um, you know, in sort of German countries, Switzerland, Austria, those sorts of places. Bound to be. And, and they accept it and they're a lot further ahead than we are in that sense. Yes, we're getting better and obviously people are getting to know about these things, but it is something that you would really want to know before you probably moved into a house, bought yeah. a house. Because if you, if you think about it, if somebody has divorced, what you would find is the next occupant would probably start, I'm not saying this always happens, because it doesn't, yeah. but because sometimes people go into a house, actually gut it and change the whole energy of the house. Um, and redecorate it and do everything to the house. So you're changing the whole energy of the house anyway. But if you're simply moving in, doing a bit of decorating and so on, then the previous occupant's energy can remain in that house and it can start affecting... It's an influencer, isn't it? Well, I, I can relate to that personally. Um, obviously, being a spiritual medium, I've done house energy clearances myself. And um, a, a lot of the time, a lot of people have, have called up and said, well, yes, this is happening, this is happening, we're seeing this, we're hearing these noises. And it's exactly what you've just described there. It's because they've renovated or they've painted, uh, they maybe they've knocked a wall down or something of that description. And it's interrupted the energy flow within the building, which has had a knock-on impact with um, uh, the spirit visitors that, that used to reside there in the property. Mm. And so right. it, it's caused that level of confusion for them, thinking, well, where's my door gone? 
I used to walk through that door. <laughs> uh, and it's, it, it's manifested into their reality as um, uh, the spirit's frustration, you know, banging on uh, walls, um, maybe moving articles, and bringing that uh, energetic level of unrest. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just thought I'd put that into the mix there, Carol, because uh, I completely align with what you said there. Mm. Mm. That, that's an interesting one because, yes, you, can, you obviously change the energy flow of the whole property anyway if you're knocking down walls and things. Yeah. But I never thought about it with the lived-in spirits, if mm. you know what I mean. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so those those spirits, do those want to be there? Um, a lot of them do come back in visitation. So they have moved over to, to home, to heaven, but they often come back because they have fond memories and links, energetic links to that building. And and obviously if, you, if you've been away from a place and you come back and you think, well, hang on a minute, where's that door gone? It's going to confuse you isn't it and lead to a little bit of frustration um as a spirit oh yeah so they start taking it out yeah Yeah. well they're just wondering where it's gone and they're scratching their heads and you know you have to tell them um and communicate with them obviously and and tell them what's happened and usually it settles down after that yeah right we're we're gonna have to wind Uh, it down a bit now um yes you know, yeah. that's very informative, Carol, there. Would you like to give us some contact details and a website address for people so they can contact you if they want to? Um, yeah, that's uh, email address is carol, C-A-R-O-L, at fengshui-consultant.co.uk. Yeah. My phone number is 07541. One 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 eight nine nine. That's marvelous. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Carol. You're based. We know you're based in Chesterfield in the UK as well, uh, serving the East Midlands and Yorkshire. Would you ever go further afield than that, or are you bus- oh, are you busy enough? Yeah, if, uh, I'll go where people want me. Really, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Good, marvelous. Fantastic. Thank you, Carol. It has been so enlightening. I've loved listening to you. I could listen to. I'd got more. Well, I'd got more questions. That, yeah. <laughs> I'd got more questions um, that sadly I won't have time for. But um, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, thank you, Julie. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Glenn. Thank uh, you. Namaste. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, 
all of the time. 